Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. The Armor of God, Breastplate of Righteousness, Part 3 of 7. Key verse is Ephesians 6.14, Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. In episode 72, the focus was on the belt of truth. This belt surrounds us. In this episode, is focused on the breastplate of protection for our vital parts of spiritual life. But unlike the belt, the breastplate is on the front. This tells us we are to face the enemy. And like the belt, the breastplate must be applied. It means there is more work to do on our part if we want to live protected from the lies surrounding us on three sides. But what about our back? We should be backed up to God standing with God. We cannot just hold a piece of armor without wearing it and hope to be safe any more than holding a prescription for life-saving medicine, but then not applying it. The devotion focus is donning the breastplate of righteousness. Before going further, I want to remind you, in case you do not know, the only righteousness that David Bradley has, that's me, it comes from the Son of God. And just how important is righteousness? Well, the word means holy and right. The implication is we do what is right always. Going back to the belt of truth, it means we tell the truth always. That's just one example. In my career of law enforcement, would you expect me to have always told the truth and always do what is right or only part of the time? And the answer is obvious. And when I was in construction, That field that I was involved in 35 years ago, lying was a normal practice. A builder or another subcontractor would schedule me to install trim work in a house or a building under construction, and then there would be no materials there. Invariably, (laughs) I would learn later that they knew the truth the whole time the materials were not ready. But because of their dishonesty, I would waste a complete morning at a job site that was not ready. I once even had a deacon at my church who was also a framing contractor do this to me. When I discovered the deceit, I called him out on it. And he hemmed and hawed around and then said, I hate to say it, but sometimes in this line of work, you have to lie. This bold face lied to me. And did he apologize? No. So it's easy to see how truthfulness and righteousness are closely tied together. But how does doing what is right protect our vital spiritual organs? If we remember the armor is God's, it is the first step in understanding what Paul meant by the breastplate of righteousness. For God will not protect us from any form of deceit we choose to practice. However, when we choose to honor God by learning and applying His truth to our lives and practicing integrity, in our lives, by living as honest people, God's protection is in place. Here's an example of living without a piece of armor, of not doing what is right as called for by law. After signing the tax forms, these are federal tax forms, and it says in part just above where we sign, under penalties of perjury, I declare I have examined a copy of the income tax return I am now authorizing. And to the best of my knowledge and belief, it is true, correct, and complete, etc. So is it the truth? Or was earnings information withheld? Let's say you don't fully report your income, 
or in some other way misrepresent the information given. In God's word, it's called a lie. And now the deceit comes to light through an audit. You get caught. And there you sit, sweating. Don't even think about sharing the gospel with that IRS agent now, for all credibility is gone. And when I tell this scenario at times when Bible teaching, I always see disapproval, especially on men's faces. I've had a few of them even take me aside after the lesson and explain why they think I'm wrong to use that as an example of honesty. And I understand the reasoning not to report income or claim deductions that are false when required to pay taxes to a wasteful government. But Jesus told us when asked about taxes due the Romans, we are to pay what is due. Listen to this account from Matthew 22, verses 17 through 21. Verse 17, tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Verse 18, but Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why do you test me, you hypocrites? Verse 19, show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius. Verse 20, and he said to them, whose image and inscription is this? Verse 21, and they said to him, Caesar's. And he said back to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Now get this. Jesus told them to pay what they owed to the very tyrant and to his government that will eventually execute him. The point here is our part is to do what's right, using wisdom. And before you think no one will know whether you cheat on your taxes, consider this from 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in this life according to what we have done, whether good or bad. In Schofield and Meyer's commentaries, both explain this judgment is not for mortal sin, it's for rewards according to all a Christian does in this life, and I would add, for rewards or loss thereof. So let's bring the focus back to doing what is right, always. Taxes are not the issue here. As true as that example is in concerning the honest payment of tax, the issue is about your mindset and my mindset of living in a way that not only honors Christ, but is also pleasing to Him. Colossians 1.10 reinforces this requirement, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now, when we seek to please God in how we conduct ourselves each and every day, God's power keeps us within His will. Does this mean we'll never suffer pain and loss? No. But it means that God's power keeps us from living for the devil and keeps us from losing our faith. The ranks of atheists are growing, many of whom once professed faith in Jesus. Now, in summary, living a life of always seeking to do what is right in the sight of God, according to his commandments spelled out in the Bible, ensures a life lived without spiritual regret and without spiritual losses. The action to consider is take time today, right now if possible, and write out how you will put on the breastplate of righteousness by living a strict code of integrity, of doing what is right, even when no one is watching and no one may ever know your deeds of honesty. Next week's devotion, 
being ready to walk according to the gospel of peace. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.